Hey everyone, I'm Lauren. And I'm Lindsay. And this is... Swearing! Welcome back, everyone. This is a new week. We took a little break last week due to, you know, crazy, hectic mom schedules and just not enough hours in the day. Never. Never. This week, we have a topic of co-sleeping, and that will lead a bit into Tim's accident. I'm not going to go into full details. We will save that for a blog post because it is rather long and involved. Um, but I'll give a quick, quick synopsis. Like super quick, like he fell at the end. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll go a little in more detail. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so this week's more on co-sleeping. Um, I'll start off. I actually, I don't know the answer to this. Pardon me. Uh, did you co-sleep? No, not on purpose ever. <laughs> No. All right. Uh, a couple of times I might have fallen asleep nursing. Yes. I've and and our our camping trip um this past weekend um I tried to go sleep. <laughs> you did though. I did. I did co sleep. I um from the beginning, I being in the hospital and I thought they were going to yell at me because you know how hospitals yes. are. Um, he just would not sleep in the bassinet. Like he, they would swaddle him all up and he'd be in there and then he would just fuss and cry and then blood curdling cries. So it was like, let me just hold you. So then it was. I would hold him and then he'd stop crying. So, and you know, when you mom sleep, like every sound wakes you up Oh I, yeah! in the hospital. Remember I would be holding him and I didn't want them to yell at me. So whenever I'd hear the door open, I would instantly wake up and act like I've been awake the whole time. <laughs> I didn't want him to yell at me. So I got no sleep in the hospital. Um, when we came home, it was the same thing. I had every intention of having him sleep in his pack and play beside my bed and do that. It was set up. Everything was right. Um, but then it just turned out that we only used the pack and play to change his diapers in because he, well, we actually took the changing table mattress off of his changing table and put it in between my husband and I. Um, so he slept on that. So he was raised higher. So he wasn't like we couldn't roll. It was, it would have been a huge ordeal for us to actually like roll into his bed and smother him kind of thing. Cause that was a, a nightmare that I've heard nightmare stories of that I didn't want happening. Um, so he did sleep in between my husband and I, um, probably like five inches taller than us. And, um, it just made my life so much easier being able to nurse him when he woke up and not have to, I'm the type of person, if I 
have to get out of bed or yeah, get out of bed, like to get him out of the pack and play, I would have had to like get out of bed and get him. Once I'm up, I'm up. I would have never been able to go back to sleep. So then I would have just been a huge mess and not been able to function. So co-sleeping worked for us. Um, it actually, he co-slept till 11 months. Actually, it was your bachelorette party where Drew decided we weren't doing it anymore and I wasn't home. So he was like, nope, he's going in his crib. And I came home and he was in his crib and I had a huge, huge fit because that night was just a night in itself. Getting lost and then coming home and my son being in his bed. I was like, no. But anyways. Um, so, yes, co-sleeping was just a lot easier for me. And... Uh, now it's become my son thinks that he's able to do it whenever his dad's not home because I still don't, you know, argue because it's easier for me to get him to go to bed when he's right now we're at the, well, once we, let me back up. Once we went to in the crib, that was fine. He was great. He'd go in the crib say goodnight, close the door, and he'd be great. Um, Then we moved to my current house that we're living in. And we had a smoke alarm issue. We had found out we had a faulty smoke alarm. And now my son has an issue of going to bed. It's like pulling teeth. That's why he's still up right now. Um, It's just, it's so hard. So on days my husband works late or weekends where he's not there, I... I'm like, you know what? If you fall asleep in my bed, whatever, because I don't have to deal with the fighting that comes with trying to get him to stay in his room. Um, so I guess I will lead into Tim's accident a bit. So one morning, um, Tim was actually sleeping in his pack and play. And I took him out of his pack and play. He woke up extra early. I took him out of his pack and play and put him in our bed. And we were just laying there. And I rolled over and took my eyes off of him for literally like five seconds. Was not long. And he, we have a queen size bed. He was in the middle and he just, you know, got adventurous. I didn't think he was going that far. I hear a thud on the floor. And just wailing. And so I grab him. He was inconsolable. Call my husband home from work. We take him to the, the doctors, his pediatrician. Pediatrician did a look over, didn't see anything, did another look over. Then there was a huge, huge goose egg on the side of his head. She was like, yeah, I think you need to go to the hospital. So we rush him over to the hospital where he gets a they think that he could just have a concussion. So they're like, you know, we'll just watch him unless he shows more symptoms. We'll just watch him here overnight. Um, He had no other symptoms at the moment. Um, And as soon as we got done talking about him not having any symptoms, he exorcist vomited over the entire room that we were in. Um, So the doctor looked at me and said immediately, we're calling Hopkins. He's going there. We, he's now out of our hands kind of thing. Like, something's wrong. 
So we are waiting for the CAT scan machine to open up. So the CAT scan machine opens up. He gets a CAT scan. Come to find out he um, fractured his skull. Um, so by the time we got back from the, frac- uh, from the CAT scan, Hopkins was pretty much there waiting for us. And the, um, the nurse of the, I believe he was in the PQ, um, she came with, like, the head nurse came with the ambulance, which was, like, four different people plus a driver. Um, and she looks at the nurse that was at the original hospital we were at and said, did the results of the CAT scan come back? And she's like, yeah, we're putting them on a disc for you now to take with you. And she goes, no, no, here's the surgeon's email. Email them to him directly. And then she looks at, like, my heart just stopped because I was just like, we just found out literally seconds before that he had a fractured skull. And so then this this, um, nurse looks at me and she goes, yeah, he has a, there's a surgeon there waiting for him. He's getting surgery as soon as we get there. So now I'm like beginning to freak out. So then we go for the longest ride, longest ambulance ride of my life. It felt like an hour and it was probably only 20 minutes, but still super long. Um, We get to Hopkins and um, they have a chaplain meet with you. And the chaplain was like, well, good news is, like, everyone seems calm because they put you – it's like Grey's Anatomy. Like, it was like a – they rushed you in this room and a bunch of, not like, doctors, like, looking over, shouting numbers kind of thing. And the chaplain goes, well, the good news is they look really calm. They're not – no one's, like, freaking out. No one's, like, rushing or running or anything like that. He didn't know that I already knew that he was getting surgery. So, um, he was like, do you need anything? You want some water? I was like, I would love a glass of water because I'm literally getting ready to like pass out myself. So he goes to get me some water. And when he left, they were like, all right, we're going. And I was like, oh God, we're going now. Okay. So we ride the elevator up. I had to say goodbye. He goes into surgery. Um, I think it was like two and a half hours of surgery. So they had to... He had brain surgery. They had to drill into his skull kind of thing. Um, All the blood was going to where that's what the huge knot was. Um, He needed two blood transfusions because all the blood went to his head kind of thing. So before they could even operate on him, they had to get his blood rate kind of good. Um, He, the surgeon, once they did, like once they drilled into his skull and relieved all the pressure, the, they said that his brain went directly back to where it was supposed to be. And that was a good sign. The surgeon, when he came out, when the surgery was done, it was pretty much like, look, um, uh, I don't think he's like, I'm 95% sure the CAT scan he has later tonight is going to show nothing more. Everything I think was taken care of. I think we're okay. Everything was great. Um, he promised me a bad haircut and he succeeded. Um, my boy's head was half shaved. Thank you. (laughs) And, um, so he, we didn't find out for a day later. Um, how extensive 
excessive, extensive, extensive. I don't know what word I'm trying to say. Um, the scar was the doctor promised us it was a little scar. So me and my husband are thinking like, you know, like a little scar. Um, he said it was littler than what he thought he was going to have to do. So that was good. So I'm thinking like, you know, very small scar and, um, they made this huge, um, hat pretty much kind of out of gauze kind of thing. So I think it was like a day and a half before we actually saw the scar. Um, so the doctor, he would check in on Tim every day, like doc, like surgeons do when you're in a hospital. And the next day the surgeon came in to check on him and he was eating, I was holding him. Um, and he was eating and he comes in and he looked at me and he goes, he's, he's eating. And I was like, I like pulled the bottle out of his mouth and was like, is he not supposed to? <laughs> and he was like, no, that's fantastic. Like I have no words. Like if he's eating, that's great. That's great. And I was like, okay. Cause he's really hungry. <laughs> so I like put the bottle back in his mouth and, um, we actually were supposed to leave a day sooner than we did. But then my son decided he didn't like the hospital's formula. So he refused to start. He, was hungry because he hadn't eaten in a whole day. So he downed the whole bottles up until like six o'clock that night. Then he refused all of them um, until we brought our own formula from home the next day and then started eating again. <laughs> so we would have left a day sooner, but he started to refuse to eat. So they thought that was an issue. Um, but the next day when he came in, he was like, so has anyone like checked on the wound, like on the, the scar, like the, the cutting. And I was like, no. He, so he was like, okay, well, let me check. So he takes it off. And I was just like, oh, oh, he goes, what well, I did. I promised you a bad haircut. And I said, oh yeah, you did. <laughs> and you got it. You did it. And he goes, he goes, I know I'm sorry. I was like, no, I'm, I'm happy what, with what you did, but yes, it is a bad haircut. <laughs> so now from now on, every time Tim gets a haircut, they always second guess me because I'm just like, you know what? Shave his head. It's easier to deal with a shaved head. Just shave it. So my son always has a shaved head. And apparently that's not the normal for one-year-old and two-year-old little boys. <laughs> they like the cute little long, I, I don't want long hair. Just shave it. Um, and they're like, are you sure? And I always go, it's not the worst haircut he's ever had. Yes. Shave it. Just get it gone. <laughs> they're like, well, that's not promising. And I'm like, no, he's literally had half of his head shaved. You're fine. Just shave it. <laughs> Just get it gone. Um, but my son has a rather large backwards C on the left side of his head that takes up a good chunk of his head. Um, hair doesn't grow where the scar is, of course, um, but it's not noticeable unless you're looking for it. Like, um, actually we had a meeting with the surgeon one time and him and I were both looking on the wrong side of the head. <laughs> we were like, it's over here. Right. And then we were like, Oh, wrong side, wrong side. It's right here. Um, but yeah, he's doing great. He, it's like it, nothing ever happened. He, um, had a plate put in his head to help with the healing of the bone and the plate actually dissolved and is now gone. Um, he had no developmental, setbacks um which was a worry to us um not that we would love him any differently it was just something I wanted to prepare myself for 
Um, but no, he's doing fine. He's, he will never, he doesn't remember it. He still tries to do somersaults off of chairs. I called him trying to do that yesterday. I was like, what are you doing? Um, but you know, boys will be boys. He took several years off my life that day and we're not even at the years where my son will be breaking bones and taking more years off my life. (laughs) Um, so yeah, that's Tim's story of his accident and he was how old when that happened he was a week shy of 10 months okay so nine months and three weeks or so it actually happened august 1st of 2012 no no not 2012 no not 2012 uh 2016 yeah, 2016. Um, wow, that's a huge difference. I was off. <laughs> it's been a week, guys. It's been a good couple weeks. I just not here. Um, but yeah, we so we um, are very morbid. We celebrate his accident as a happy day because we could have potentially lost our child that day, and we didn't. So we celebrate every year on August 1st. Um, he gets a cake or... This year, I think we did, I don't remember what we did. I think we did cookies or something like that. But yeah, we do, um, we celebrate it because he's still here with us and it's a memory. Got to take the good with the bad. Yeah, definitely. So uh, other than that, obviously traumatic experience, co-sleeping was a good thing for you. It was, um, And actually, after the accident, I still co-slept with him because the accident caused him to, um, he hated being alone. Like, when we were in the hospital, the one night that one of the nurses actually um, held him for, like, two or three hours while I could sleep for a little bit because he would just scream if he was in the bed. Um, And, I mean, it was a cute little baby hospital bed. Um, not that they're cute, but it was kind of cute. Um, but yeah, like she saw that he just would not go to sleep and I was running on no sleep. And she looked at me and she was like, I will hold him. You can go get some sleep. And I was like, okay, thank Like, really? Are you sure? And she was like, yes, please go get some sleep. And I was like, okay. So I got a good couple hours and she got him to go to sleep and then she put him in the bed And, um, I think he was only in the bed alone for like 30 minutes and then something stirred him and he woke up and realized no one was holding him and then had a fit. (laughs) So I woke up and I held him again and he would not go to sleep unless, and it was only me. No one else could hold him. I remember I had to take a shower one day when he was at the hospital because I, I just needed a shower. And, um, I had my mom hold him and he screamed the whole time I was in the shower. Um, So he just, he, after the accident and it wasn't even like I could put him in the thing, like it, from then on out, he just had to sleep on me. And then, um, yeah. So that was the only bad experience we had with co-sleeping. I know my husband, of course, he didn't like 
Well, I mean, it didn't really bug him. I think it bugged him because of how long it was. Um, Because, you know, it was a while. And I swore I would never do that. But then you have kids, and I couldn't be without him. So if we had another child, I I honestly don't – I think I would still go sleep. Yeah. Because I just – I don't know if I could not, you know. Just like my husband finds it, this is totally off topic, but um, I've never slept away. I've never been away from Tim overnight. Like, he's going on three next month. Never been away from him overnight. And I have so many people tell me how weird that is, and I'm just, I'm just not ready. Like, because I've had, and like my husband, who we were talking about the other night, um, he's like, a lot of my friends at work think it's weird that you've never, and I'm like, you have, you go away on weekends and you go to things overnight with your friends and you have, I just can't, like, I've had this tragic thing happen on my watch. I don't even want to comprehend what can happen on someone else's watch who doesn't have the proper bed for him or doesn't have the proper things he needs for a bed. So I'm like, I'm not ready to have him stay over his grandparents' house who don't have a bed for him or don't have, well, now he is able to climb out of pack and plays, but I'm like, his bed now is still like right on the floor. Cause you know, it's a baby bed. I'm just not ready for that. And then drew, like, once I explained it to my husband, he was like, Oh, well that makes sense. I always like, not that he forgets that he hasn't had the accident. Cause of course you can't forget that. But it's just, you can't tell someone who hasn't had that happen to them how they would feel if it did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I know, call me crazy. I just, I can't. Like, I've had this happen, and it was during my watch. I don't even want to think about. And I know how I took it on myself and how it hurt me because of it. Like, I blamed myself for taking my eyes off of him for five to ten seconds. Like, I was, there was a lot of blame that I felt, and I had to go through that. And I don't want someone else to have to go through that. I don't want him to have to go through that. I know it could – it wouldn't happen because he's now old enough to not – I mean, not necessarily not, but he's older now, and I don't think it would have the same outcome – but I just still, I can't. Hashtag, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my experience with co-sleeping. And potential next experience with co-sleeping. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I feel like when they're babies, things like that, like... Things that will last a lifetime are, like, teaching your child bad, like, manners, which can start when they're infants, I believe. But, like, something like sleeping habits, like, it might be good to start the way that you want it to go. But at the end of the day, I think it's such a short amount of time that, like, if you, as a mom, with all the sacrifices that we already make, if you feel better doing you know what as long as you're doing it safely like you mentioned the whole like having it raised so that he couldn't suffocate that was the biggest thing 
you know, for us, we actually had a co-sleeper. It's like a, um, it's a little mattress with like a small walls around it. Mm-hmm. And it has buttons and it has like a little nightlight and it vibrates and plays music. Um, but like that wouldn't really fit. It didn't really fit safely in our bed for us to use it at night. And like my husband would just end up way too close to it. Um, why are men, why can't men have the mom thing that right. we have? I know it's ridiculous. Man, there were some times where, I mean, I never caught my husband trying to like, cause like I said, um, so like, I don't know if this is how all changing mattresses are, but they kind of like swoop in. It's like a little crater. Yes. So that's how mine was. So it kind of had like the sides, um, but there'd be some times where I would look over and his face would be like right next to like yeah. up on the side. And I'm like, move, yep. move punk. Um, yeah. But yeah. So <laughs> yeah, the men don't have, so you really have to be prepared, but otherwise I think it's good. I do. I will say that like, even though I didn't co-sleep through the night, I did love owning that co-sleeper because um, during that time when Oliver was still little, Seth would usually work at like five or six in the morning. So when he would get up and leave, he would um, stick Oliver in the co-sleeper in the bed with me. So that way, oh, yeah. Nice. So then, you know, he'd have his morning feed and then I'd just stick him back in there and go back to sleep. So that was really nice. And it was really good to have that for like uh, traveling too. But um, just like on a normal night, uh, we kept him in the bassinet part of the pack and play yeah I think I really like that pattern I would do that I'd do that again like naps and even still now sometimes I will nap with him during the day just like on my chest or whatever um but he you know I miss those naps yeah they're the best so that's what I'm talking about when I say like it's such a short time that sometimes I'm like I really should get up and do something also He's really bad at taking naps right now, so I feel like I really need to make him sleep in the crib so that he'll learn that he has to take a nap and not just cuddle me. But then it, then he cuddles me, and I'm like, ah, I don't need to do anything or teach him anything. <laughs> I just need yes. to cuddle. Yep. Um, like you said, with with my child – I don't want to say his name because he's in the other room and he might come running over. (laughs) Um, But with my child, it was, we did co-sleep up for like 10, 10 months, 10 or 11 months. I think it was 11 months. Um, I think it was 11. Um, No, it was 10. Sorry. I'm just in my head right now. Um, so for 10 months we did co-sleep and then my husband decided that it was time and that's fine. It was, he was ready. Um, and by he, I mean my son, uh, he did, he did fight it and it was like a week of him fighting it, but then he was fine. And my mom actually, (laughs) she was really mad at me with how great Tim was going to sleep. Um, because I was a terror. Um, I would scream. I used to have to, you know, the whole car ride trick and that wouldn't work. And then they come home and the doctor, literally my doctor, my pediatrician suggested that my parents put a vacuum cleaner 
outside my room on with the door closed. So I would compete screaming with the vacuum cleaner and then I would get tired of competing and realize I wasn't going to win. And then I would just go to sleep. (laughs) So I was a terror and like, it was up until we moved here is when it became an issue because of the smoke detector, because now he's scared thinking it's going to go off again because it went off. Um, but it would be like, we'd say, Hey, all right, say goodnight. We'd go in his room. I'd kiss him. Sometimes maybe read a book, sometimes cuddle for a little bit. And then I'd get up and say, all right, mommy's going to bed. Good night. Give him another kiss. And I'd leave and he would stay in bed. Um, now it is, he plays the game of, I don't even make it to my room. And he's at the door opening the door and I'm like, Timothy Owen. Um, so right now we're in a bit of a, a funk that we've been in for a couple months and nothing seems to work. So if anyone has some ideas, I'm willing to try anything. <laughs> um, cause we've tried everything and I'm really upset that Disney just canceled their, 1-800 number because that worked for a little bit and now it doesn't that's sad yeah but yeah it's a I feel like it's a bunch of just like shitty phases I mean Oliver he um we started him in his crib when he was I think three months old uh you know like when we he used to sleep in our room in the the when I say the bassinet the pack and play I don't know if everyone knows because this is I had never seen this until I had Oliver but um I hadn't seen it until I had it's so cool yeah the mattress folds up into a bassinet oh mine didn't do that that's cool yeah and it goes up in the top so it's like the same pack and play but it's shaped as a bassinet so anyway he was in there for I think three months is when he started sleeping in his crib and he slept through the night actually I remember it was either I think it was like his second he was like two weeks old and he slept eight hours once and I like flipped out I woke up I was like oh my god is he okay <laughs> and he was just like chilling um so he was like a really, really good sleeper and we could just put him down. He'd just go to sleep. He never had a problem. And then, um, maybe like two months ago, so he was probably like six months. He was just like, all of a sudden it was this whole battle to go to bed. And then he started waking up in the middle of the night. So point is, yeah, it's just a bunch of phases Yeah, and they all suck. So they do. And then next, just like, Everyone talks about how the infant life sucks and all that. And I'm like, man, you haven't got terrible twos yet. Because let me tell you, I'd give anything to have that infant life back. Everything sucks. It does. And I think. And once you get out of a phase, then you get to the next phase. And you're like, man, I would do anything to be back in that last phase. Yeah. And then every kid is different. Every parent's different. So. Uh, you know, there's no secret. There's no solution, I don't think. I mean... No. Kids are just assholes. Yes. We're not afraid to say that. Yeah. They are. I tell Tim all the time, you're being a butthead. (laughs) He is. He always is. His new thing, new thing, um... He knows what S-H-I-T means and how it's a bad word. And so is S-T-U-P-I-D. 
So you can't say those words. Any other word? Fair game. Fair game. Um, but anytime you say those two S words, mommy, don't say that. <laughs> well, yesterday we were driving to his grandparents' house and I was telling Drew a story and it involved me saying S-H-I-T. And I said, oh, S-H-I-T. I'm spelling it because he's in the other room. I don't want him to yell at me while I'm spelling or while I'm saying it. Um, and from the back seat, I hear, mommy, don't say that S-H-I-T. <laughs> and he said it. And when you hear it, it's just like, you just start laughing because it's like, wait, what did he just say? Because <laughs> it takes you by surprise. And then today I'm at a Labor Day party and he said something. I didn't hear it. But one of his cousins was like, what did you say? He goes, nothing. I said, Tim, come here. I was like, what did you say? He goes, I don't know. I was like, you do know. What did you say? (laughs) I don't know, mommy. And then like you like look away from him and he goes, damn it. And I said, Tim, we don't say that. You don't say that. <laughs> and he goes, oh, damn it. I said, Tim, stop it. I'm just like, oh. I love it. I don't even say that word. I don't know where he got that from. I don't say that. Now, there's some other words that I do say. I say all the words. But, I, but that's, a whole, that's a whole episode. We, I can't wait for our swearing yeah. episode. We have to do it soon because this is swearing mama. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. So it's funny because one of his uncles was there and a couple weeks ago he was over and he was like, man, that's fucking bullshit. And Tim goes, you don't say that. And he goes, oh, I'm sorry. And then like in a sentence later, he did. He dropped the F-bomb and just said shit. And Tim goes, no, you don't say that. And Drew's aunt was like, no, the other word was fine. You just can't say that word. He goes, what? He goes, they're like, I don't know. I'm like, we, uh, he just hasn't said that word yet. So I haven't had to say, no, that's a bad word. We don't say that. So until the F-bomb gets brought up, I will keep saying it and hopefully he won't pick it up. I really want him to come in right now and say it. That would be fantastic. He's, I think he's asleep. Whoa. On the sleep episode. And he's got a curse on, on the, the cursing episode. episode. And I nursed yeah. on the nursing episode. We just, you did. We really like gonna, to keep we it are, fresh. We're, we're, we're doing this. And sometimes we're not even doing it on purpose. It just works out. <laughs> fantastic so um I know we say this every week but I'm still working on the blog I had um these last two weeks with my work and personal things it's just been crazy and I haven't really bounced back to my normal self and schedule yet um hopefully this week at work will be okay it's a shorter week so hopefully I could just stick it through um and I promise it's coming. <laughs> I know I'm slow. I'm sorry. Um, shouldn't have said anything until it was an actual thing. I'm working on it. Everyone's just really um, excited, though, now. Yes. If we, if we I'm excited, too. Uh, 
So it is coming. Um, it will be, I think, a lot different than this because we'll be not just talking about parenting things, but, you know, like our hobbies and our interests and um, things like that. So you'll still get the parenting on here and on there, um, but you'll get more on there as well. Yes. Okay. I'm excited. Yes. Send us, guys, really, too, send us messages. Yes, because um, I came into this without any tweets. You did what? I didn't, I didn't look up any funny tweets this time. Okay, well, I have some, but I'm just saying, you guys, I know you're listening. I can see it. So send us words. <laughs> send us words. Um, Let's see if I can look some up real quick. Okay, I'll just go straight through all three of mine while you last minute. This is like when the teacher walks by and <laughs> cop. This is my life. This is what I do all the time. I'm just a procrastinator. Okay, guys. It's fine. Okay. Let's see. Snarky Mommy 78 says, should I take a shower or a nap? Will be something you'll ask yourself regularly because you sure as hell can't do both. And then it's um like it's in like a quote from what to expect when you're expecting the shit they should have included me every day and really me last night I was deciding on if I wanted to take a bath or just go to bed last night going to bed one oh yeah <laughs> I was like mm. I mean I really do want to take a bath and just relax but mm, no I'm good <laughs> yeah the lack of showers that will take is something I did not anticipate for yeah or now I mean but your husband still will take showers every single day yeah their shower routine does little salt little salt being thrown (laughs) but um but yes okay let's see what's next mab1013 Says, I'm going to wear my Wu-Tang Clan t-shirt to the first PTA meeting this year so the other parents know I ain't nothing to fuck with. It's my favorite tweet of the year. Of the fucking century, actually. Last one is from at R underscore A underscore dad ass. And it says, parenting wouldn't be so bad if kids actually went the fuck to sleep when it's time to go the fuck to sleep. And that's relevant today for our our sleep episode. Yes, it was. Um, There's actually a book by Morgan. uh, No, it's not by Morgan Freeman. He just narrated. Narrated. And it's fantastic. Go the fuck. Love it. Okay, so I found two. So. I'm going to go. Go. All right. Pete Holmes. He's certified or he's verified. So he's somebody. I measure how long something takes to cook in glasses of wine. Hashtag fun mom. <laughs> That's me. Um, and then also um, in quotes, fun dip is an outside treat. That's what makes it more fun. Or at least that's what I tell my kid. <laughs> and I, being 27 years old, am still finding things out that my mom lied to me about when I was little. <laughs> and it's like, 
blowing my mind. Like I tweeted the other day, I took a shower while it was lightning outside because my mom told me that you weren't, you couldn't do that and that it was bad and that you were going to get struck by lightning. And I believed it. And apparently that's not a thing. Why did so that? I don't understand. I don't, well, my mom's been struck by lightning twice. So she's very scared of everything. Um, she's scared of like, it's bad. Um, <laughs> but she used to tell me that you weren't allowed to shower during like lightning storms and like thunderstorms because you were going to get electrocuted. And so I believed her. And when I found out it wasn't true, I showered during a lightning storm and I never felt more alive. <laughs> I was like, this is, I was like, oh, this is great. I'm, I'm breaking the rules. Cause you know, even though I don't live with her anymore, it's still a rule. <laughs> it always is. Always. So <laughs> those are the tweets. Those are the tweets. Um, but yeah, send us questions. We'll answer them. I feel like one of my favorite YouTubers back in the day. Leave a, hold on. What is it? They say like, if you like this video, drop a comment in the, if you like this video, give it a thumbs up. <laughs> but no, one of my favorite um, YouTubers a long time ago, he doesn't do this anymore, but he used to do um, like an ask video on Mondays. And um, he'd be like, leave a message, leave a costume in the comments or something like that. And something, I don't remember, but it was like, maybe I'll wear it. And I'm like, oh. it was like a cute little jingle. I can't remember it, but it was a cute little jingle. And I was like, and I just flashed, and then it went away. Well, that works for us because <laughs> no one knows whether we wear the outfit or not. Correct. You don't know. I actually considered doing one of these um, while I was in the tub, like taking a bath. Because I could do that. You could. And no one would know. We could podcast naked. How do you know I'm not doing that now? I personally know because little known fact to everyone but we're video chatting right now at the same time we are but it's fine because it makes it easier for us I like but nails I like... by the way speaking of the... are they black no they're like wine okay that's what I thought at first and then I thought maybe they're black. yes fancy um, mine are no. chipped red I do like black I do ah, like yours too peeling red I love it I love it <laughs> send us things i hope you enjoyed our i almost said video again damn it <laughs> it's okay it's a hard habit to break at least we're not like scripted anymore and we misread our own words uh, I miss my you know what brain. like this video it's great <laughs> we love you guys leave a costume maybe we'll wear it <laughs> bye bitches bye